there is some research to suggest that some foods may impact acne for some people. Now, I'm not saying that diet causes acne. Of course not, far from it. I'm simply saying there is an association in some people between some types of foods and developing acne. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits, and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine, and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly, and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. As a practicing family doctor with expertise in lifestyle as medicine, my purpose is to encourage and support you in terms of positive health, personal growth, and all things well-being. As I say, to never stop starting. Each month on a live webinar, I teach learning by doing and learning by being. The why and the how of health enhancing habits, giving you the science as well as support strategies to live with more vitality. I'd like to invite you to join my self-development club. To learn more and to sign up, visit drmarkrow.com. In today's podcast episode in the doctor's chair, I want to talk about acne, which is probably the most common skin condition I see as a family doctor, particularly in young people. Sometimes they come in with a parent to specifically talk about their skin, or sometimes I just pick up on it when they're in with an unrelated complaint, whether it's a sports injury, their asthma or a sore throat or whatever. Let's just look at the numbers. Acne is really common. It affects the majority, probably about 85% of young people between the age of 12 and 24. It usually starts in the puberty years, but it can occur at any stage of life and may continue well into your 30s or 40s. And increasingly, we're seeing acne affecting young women starting in adulthood, and that may affect up to 15% of women. Unfortunately, acne is sometimes written off as just teenage spots, which is unfortunate because without treatment, they can last well into your 20s and beyond. And of course, while acne isn't serious in the same way that other health conditions may be like badly broken bones or pneumonia, it can be very serious indeed for the person who has it. It can be a significant cause of emotional distress. It can really impact your sense of self, your self-confidence, your self-esteem. It can trigger feelings of inadequacy. It can trigger feelings of anxiety. It can trigger a low mood, depression. Physically, of course, the spots can be sore. Sometimes they're even painful. And acne cysts can cause long-term scarring. The good news is that while acne may not be preventable, it's really treatable and there's so many effective options out there. And as I like to say on this podcast, knowledge is power. Knowledge gives you the opportunity to make better choices and decisions in terms of your long-term health and well-being. As I say, to become more of an active participant in your own well-being as opposed to simply being a passive consumer of healthcare. So I hope this podcast will give you the information and support to get the right treatment for your acne if and when you need it, or perhaps to share this information with friends or other people that might benefit. So firstly, what is acne? Well, it's a skin condition that causes pimples. Your skin 
All of our skin has lots of tiny holes called pores and each pore opens to a skin follicle that includes a hair and an oily gland. And, you know, it's normal for the skin to make oil. This is called sebum, S-E-B-U-M, which works to keep your skin soft and healthy. And sometimes these pores can become blocked either by dead skin cells or by bugs or bacteria or excess oil being produced. And if this happens, the oil or sebum is prevented from escaping through the skin pore. And that leads to a buildup causing the pimple, also known as a zit or a blemish. Now, symptoms of acne are most commonly found on the face and neck, on the back, particularly the upper back, shoulders and the upper chest area. And there are several different types of pimples. The two main types are known as whiteheads and Blackheads. Comedones is another term for these uh, whiteheads and blackheads or pimples. So whiteheads are flesh colored raised bumps onto the skin surface, whereas blackheads appear to have a dark top, not from dirt, but from the effect of oxygen in the air. And acne can also cause pustules, which are spots often sore with pus at the tip, papules, which are swollen red bumps, nodules, which are sore bumps under the skin surface, and cysts, which are bigger lumps under the skin, which are usually sore or painful to touch, and they can also contain pus. Scarring, of course, can occur from acne. There's an increased risk of scarring if you squeeze your spot, so please don't do this. And sometimes acne breakouts can cause discoloration of the skin itself. You know, in terms of what causes acne, we're not really clear as to what the precise cause is or why some people get or don't get acne. Now, family history can be very important, especially for the more severe forms of acne. Of course, hormonal changes with puberty, when you get a buildup of testosterone hormone and how that can impact on the skin surface itself. Stress can be a factor, poor sleep, some medication, for example, steroids, different types of the contraceptive pill or some treatments for epilepsy or seizure disorder can cause acne. Creams or moisturizers with a high oil content, some hair products, makeup or other substances that we can put onto the skin, cigarette smoking, or other hormonal conditions such as polycystic ovary syndrome, which can quite commonly affect girls. The question I'm often asked is, does my diet affect acne? And in the past, we used to think the diet had really no impact on spot development or acne. But more recently, there is some research to suggest that some foods may impact acne for some people. Now, I'm not saying that diet causes acne. Of course not, far from it. I'm simply saying there is an association in some people between some types of foods and developing acne. It appears that some foods can trigger cellular inflammation and that can impact your skin. So let's just look at a few of these foods. So firstly, milk and milk products like ice cream, can make acne worse for some people. On the other hand, other dairy products such as cheese don't seem to have in any impact on the skin. Cutting out refined carbs like sugar, white bread, biscuits, cakes, processed meats may reduce acne. In fact, recent research has found a correlation between eating the kind of high fat, high sugar diet and developing or worsening of acne. On the other hand, omega-3 fatty acids which are found in oily fish like salmon and tuna and sardines, sea bass, mackerel, as well as being found in seeds and nuts can help some people. There's also really no evidence at present that 
a vegan diet or taking probiotics are particularly helpful. So what I'm saying really is that while some of the above dietary factors may help or hinder acne, there's no guarantee that any particular diet will sort out your skin. So what I'd say is, you know, enjoy your favorite foods in moderation, try and eat well, eat for health, consider keeping a food diary, record what you're eating and your symptoms. And if you notice that some foods make your skin worse, then you have the power to decide to stay away from them. But ultimately, it's your choice. So in terms of medical treatment, seeing your doctor if you're concerned about your spots is a great starting point. Because not all spots are caused by acne. There are other hormonal conditions like polycystic ovary syndrome that I mentioned already that can affect girls and may have other symptoms like irregular periods, uh, etc. Perioral dermatitis is a skin condition that causes acne-like breakouts around your mouth. And there is also a rare condition known as HS or hydradenitis suprativa. And this HS can cause painful acne-like spots and cysts, often under the arms. And it's given this confusing name called acne inversa and can sometimes be mixed up with acne, but it's actually a very, very different condition. So in terms of treatment, there are topical rub-on lotions and creams you can buy over the counter in your pharmacy. They generally contain salicylic acid or benzyl peroxide, which basically help clear the skin and help dry out pimples. Next up, there's medicated rub-on lotions that your doctor can prescribe, either stronger forms of benzyl peroxide or topical antibiotics or retinoids. And for more severe cases, your doctor may give you antibiotic tablets. There are several different types. Generally, you need to stay on them for several months to have an impact. And it's a case of finding the right one for you. The contraceptive pill can be very helpful for some uh, girls. Sometimes combination treatments are used. And there is a drug called Roaccutane, which is a derivative of vitamin A, and that's used for severe acne, particularly cystic acne, acne that's scarring or acne that doesn't respond to other treatment. Roaccutane can be very, very helpful for acne. And of course, the flip side is it can have side effects, occasionally severe. And that's why uh, a, a detailed conversation with your doctor or dermatologist is very, very important in this case. There are more specialized treatments available from skin specialists, including chemical peels to remove damaged layers of skin, dermabrasion for acne scarring, sometimes even light therapy or cortisone injections for keloid scars that can result from acne. What about home remedies? There are some things you can do yourself at home that might actually help. I mean, the first thing to say is try not to touch your face and try not to squeeze pimples because they only make scarring more likely. Tea tree oil has been used by the Aboriginal people in Australia for hundreds of years as a traditional medicine. And what happens is they crush the leaves and extract the oil. And this oil has a number of compounds which may be helpful in terms of killing some bacteria and viruses. And therefore, it's been found to sometimes be beneficial for, um, for acne. Aloe vera gel is used sometimes topically to soothe skin that's been burned or irritated or inflamed. And it has antibacterial qualities, which can help with acne. And, and green tea, I mean, green tea is very rich in polyphenols. These are powerful antioxidant substances that can 
reduce the inflammation and redness and irritation um, that you sometimes see on the skin with acne. And you can either rub on the green tea topically or you can drink it. In terms of supplements, zinc can help the skin. Brewer's yeast, which is rich in B vitamins and vitamin C and chromium. And um, of course, vitamin B is so great for brain health and well-being and, and very, very effective for reducing feelings of anxiety. And it's also loaded in goodness brewer's yeast. So it may be helpful in some people for their acne. And I also just want to mention some basic self-care tips for your skin. I mean, these are just some some things you may well know these already, but just as a recap, it's, it's no harm just to remind you. Be gentle with your skin. You know, scrubbing your skin can make your acne worse. Try and avoid the temptation to scrub it. You know, even using a face cloth or a mesh sponge can be quite irritating for the skin surface. Don't put on any products that may irritate the skin, like different exfoliants or astringents. And simply use your fingertips to apply a gentle non-abrasive cleanser if you want to clean your skin. Wash your face regularly, twice a day, and after exercise to clear the perspiration and sweat. Use an oil-free, alcohol-free agent. And shampoo your hair regularly. If you have oily hair, shampoo daily. And if you have long hair, tie it back to keep it out of your face. If you use makeup, use products that are labeled non-comedogenic or water-based. And of course, always remove your makeup before bed and clean your skin properly. It's so important to keep your hands off your face. Touching your skin throughout the day can cause flare-ups. You know, let your skin heal naturally if you've got a few spots. If you pick your spots or pop them or squeeze them, your skin will take longer to heal, longer to clear, and you'll increase the risk of getting acne scars. Of course, it's important to try and eat a balanced diet, to stay well hydrated, get plenty of sleep, and recharge from stress. And finally, stay out of tanning saloons. Stay away from sunbeds. They are so incredibly dangerous for your skin. Tanning can damage and age your skin. And of course, some of the acne medications can make the skin extremely sensitive to ultraviolet light as well. And remember that using tanning beds increases your risk of melanoma by 75% long term. The bottom line is that acne can be serious for your well-being and can cause scarring. But the really good news is it can be so effectively treated. If you're concerned about your skin, take action or consider sharing this podcast with someone who might benefit from the information. Becoming more informed about your health enables you to take positive action and make better choices over time and empower yourself to simply live with more vitality. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com.